Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Matt Galan on the line. Matt, how are you? Doing great. Really uh, always happy to talk to interesting people and uh, talk about ad fraud. <laughs> yeah, ad fraud is one of those things where a lot of people go, what do you mean by ad fraud? And they might think about you know, bad Facebook ads or mm-hmm. political ads and things like that. But it goes much deeper and it's a billion dollar industry. So uh, tell us a little bit about you, the organization and this work that you're doing. Yeah, so I've been uh, passionate about advertising copywriting for about 23 years. Got into digital advertising in 2004, started building businesses mainly using paid advertising because I love the fact that I could get results very fast and scale and optimize. So those are all things that I love to do. Um, From then on, about seven years ago, realized that tracking was a big issue. We were using Google Analytics, which does a, a decent job on certain things and does provide interesting data on, on other things. So I won't completely uh, throw it under the bus. But in terms of accurate tracking, uh, we were missing too much data. We were losing about 20, 25, sometimes 30% of the data, which has grown over time because of people deleting cookies, ad blockers, all kinds of things. Uh, so you, you lose too much data. Long story short, we decided to build a tracking solution called Gold Lantern, which tracks four different ways and just provides more useful data to people spending money on advertising. So for an example, return on ad spend over time, ROI over time. So you can see, okay, day one, we made 80%, which means you lost 20%. And then seven days later, okay, now we're in the money. 30 days or 60 days later, we've doubled our money. That's very, very useful data to anyone who's spending a lot of money on ads because the the top people, the most aggressive advertisers in the world, and I know a lot of them, they're willing to lose money for 30, 60 days because they know they'll make it back 90 days, six months, 12 months down the line. I always tell advertisers, listen, if somebody showed up at your house right now and pitched you on a 200% return on investment, you'd probably throw them out because you just think they're a scam artist. But in advertising, if you have a good funnel and you advertise correctly, that's not unusual. You know, some people make 500%, 1,000%. It's, the sky's the limit based on how good your, your marketing is. But the problem is, again, tracking. So first we solved that. And then about three years ago, met a man named James Wallace. And he had another missing piece which was ad fraud detection and prevention technology. And we knew about ad fraud. We didn't know how bad it was at that time. But as we, you know, he shared a, a slide with me one day that I think had like 30 or 40 links with all the data and the research on ad fraud and uh, my jaw hit the floor. So ad fraud is the third most profitable crime in the world, drug trafficking, human trafficking are the top two. So you can just, you know, it's, it's insane. It's again, 50 billion is around the estimate. We think based on what we've seen on our data, that it's a lot more than that. And it's one of these things that's kind of invisible. 
right? So if obviously somebody goes to your bank account and steals half of it, you're going to wake up and log in and, and realize, well, my money's gone. But in advertising, you go to these uh, platforms and you spend, let's say, 10 grand on a, in a month. You don't know if any of it got stolen or all of it. All, all you know is, well, okay, I made some sales. I'm profitable or I'm unprofitable. There's no transparency. So we decided to build the world's first transparent advertising marketplace. It's called Tribal S. We show everything. I mean, when I say everything, I'm talking about the IP, the device, all of the information on every single impression. Not, not just the, the clicks, not just the sales. You don't even get the click data on any platform. We go down to the impression. Um, anyways, long story short, we started doing some ad fraud tests in December we passed, we actually used a third party service to try to stop the fraud. And after this tool supposedly stopped it, a third of what came through was detected as fraudulent. In other words, it missed a third of the fraud. And then from January to March, we did a more extensive test. We, we tested almost 10,000 sites, 9,952 to be exact. And we, we found that about 93%, 93.1 to be exact, of the traffic was fraud. So you, it's almost 100%. So in other words, you just, you just got robbed for, if you were to spend 10 grand, 9,300 was just stolen. And again, without our technology, without the transparency, there's literally no way for you to see that. So that's the long story short. Um, you know, we're dedicated to, again, helping advertisers make more money. That's our core agenda. But a big part of how we do that is to stop the ad fraud from happening. It's alarming to learn that, you know, that ad fraud is number three behind, you know, drug trafficking and human trafficking. You would, you mm -hmm. would think that, you know, it might rank on a list, but you wouldn't think it'd be number three. And with the advent of the internet and access across the globe, I'm, I'm sure you know there are certain areas that might be more prone to it than others. But it, it, can you? Because obviously, I've seen some ads that look really legitimate, and I'm sure in, in your studies there's some that look really good. You know, you know, back in the day when you know emails were first coming out, we you know, we all saw the Nigerian scams and all of that, and you could read into them. It's like, oh yeah, this is fake and and whatnot, but. You know, when you click on an ad and everything looks polished and clean and everything else, it, it's very difficult for a lot of people to discern if that's actually a legitimate ad or not. Well, let me explain a little bit more of what ad fraud is and how it works. Um, so the ad fraud, and there's many types, but the majority of it is created by bots. And you know, people always ask me, well, how does it work and who's profiting from that? The the publishers and by default, the networks are the ones profiting from it. So, and it's going to sound really easy because it is, which is one of the reasons it's so prolific. Let's say you've got a tech, the, the ability and the technology to build websites really fast and really cheap, which is not that hard to do. There's many ways to do that. So you go and you build, let's say a thousand websites, you know, you can use RSS feeds, you can hire, cheap labor to write content. There's all, all kinds of ways anyways, but you build a thousand sites. Then that's step one. Step two is 
buy or create bots and drive the bots to your site. So what happens is you have all these impressive uh, impression statistics. Maybe maybe combined on those thousand sites, you've got a hundred million impressions. Then what step three is you plug yourself into these supply platforms, you know, these advertising networks, and you re- you sell your traffic to them. And then the innocent advertiser goes to that platform, starts buying advertising, and they have no clue that these impressions and clicks are bots. Again, what, what I was saying earlier is only 7% of what came through we believed was human beings. The other 93 was just bots. And they're just literally just draining your, your campaign budget. And of course, it's almost impossible to make a return on ad spend when only 7% of the clicks are humans. No, it's amazing. And again, with, with the advent of bots and, and again, you're inundated with, with information and ads and, and, and organizations trying to, you know, and I see a big problem here where organizations like the customers you serve, you know, they're putting their ads out there. They want to get business. And if people are afraid that these ads may not be legitimate, it could impact their business. Because people are like, I'm not going to click on that because we don't think it's legit when actually it is. Well, that's a different problem, right? And, you know, of course, consumers getting scammed is always a concern. But again, here we're really talking about stealing money from the advertisers uh, using, using bots. And what's happening is the networks, and it's hard to say if they're directly complicit, but they're certainly not stopping it. That's the other issue. So again, there's, I mean, do the math, right? The fraud component is $50 billion a year. That's bigger than Hollywood. That's how big, you know, the, the fraud is. But these networks are profiting from that, right? Most networks will get 30% of the ad spend that's being spent through the platform. Some it's 50. So if there's a billion dollars in fraud happening, the network gets million. So it's extremely lucrative. And that's why for the most part, um, they're not talking about it. They they have no tools they're providing for it. There's zero transparency. So the advertiser has no idea that it's happening. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's digital cartels. You know, it's, it's a really, it's one of the most corrupt environments in the world. And, you know, I, I knew it was bad when we got into it, but I had no idea how prolific and extensive it was. It's, it's shocking. Yeah. And with it being digital too, unlike where, you know, drug trafficking and human trafficking, a lot of times they could narrow down to a location, for example, where, okay, drug cartels, they know, you know, there's certain parts of the world where there tends to be hot spots, but because this is digital and with VPNs and everything else and bots and all of that, it's got to be really challenging to find exactly where this is coming from because it'd be coming from a variety of different locations. So, you know, how do they, you know, how do they even be able to tackle and try to, you know, get a hold of some of these people that are, you know, creating these problems. Yeah. Actually, my wife asked me that question the other day. What can you do legally 
and there's not much because you know you can have somebody in India or China or USA, you know, wherever creating and generating bots and it's not like you can know even if you catch a website red-handed right let's say you know uh, abc.com and you, you're tracking it and you see that's a hundred percent bots there's no you know yeah you could give that information to interpol or the fbi or whoever but it's very hard even in court to prove that the the site owner is the one creating the bots. I mean, that's the obvious conclusion because they're the ones with motive. They're the ones profiting. But ultimately, how can you prove unless you you found a digital crumb trail uh, proving that they created the bots? It's very hard to prove. You know, they could easily say, "Well, I don't know. Somebody sent bots to my site." You know, there's, again, you'd have to literally almost catch them red-handed creating bots or find, find proof on their computers. So, yeah, it's very sophisticated in the, in the, in the stealth hiding of it. it. It's not an easy crime to catch the or, or find hard evidence, so to speak. It's easy to see. It's easy to know, but it's very hard to prove in court. And toss in the fact when it involves international borders, you know, certain countries tend to be a little bit more lax and they may not cooperate if you're, let's say, a, a U.S.-based organization that's been impacted by this and ends up being traced back to a country that you know, doesn't necessarily have the greatest relations with, with the United States. Good luck in being able to get any type of relief uh, for you know the damages that have been caused to you, and again, it's one of those things. And I, I think about it in a in a way where, you know, not this is not a good comparison, but sometimes if you get something stolen from you and you file a police report, in all likelihood you're not getting that back. And okay, it could be you know a five hundred dollar item, a thousand dollar item, whatever. But when we're talking billions, you know, that's frustrating that there isn't more concern and focus about this because you know, I just learned today that you know this is you know number three on the list of some pretty heinous things that are going on in society and number one it's not public knowledge number two right now it doesn't seem like there's any momentum to really try to tackle this and it's impacting so many lives and so many organizations yeah yeah and it's it's a real impact I mean I've you know, again I've been in advertising for a couple of decades and I can't tell you the amount of people that say, Hey, I went to uh, one of the big app platforms. I spent a thousand dollars and nothing happened. And if you think about that, of course, you know, I'm not just talking about the, the big guys, but the, the small, you know, budding entrepreneur that wants to, to launch his dream, try to get customers, try to sell their service or their product. That's that's smashed right there because you know they they wanted to find a way to to profitably sell a product or a service and they just go and they lose x amount of dollars and that usually that's the end you know they they just give up and maybe not give up on their product their dream their service or their business but they certainly give up on on advertising and you know if advertising is such a powerful tool when you get legitimate traffic. But uh, yeah, you know, the big corporations are a little more clued in and tuned in and 
they're more um, committed. So for an example, Procter and Gamble pulled out $200 million from their yearly ad budget because they saw the, the fraud in the supply chain. And shockingly, or not surprisingly to me, they didn't see any change in performance. In other words, they saved $200 million. Unilever is also following suit. So we're seeing some of the big, big brands and companies uh, taking a stand against this this fraud. The issue is the big platforms aren't doing anything and they're really the ones that are the key to stopping it. But the problem is, in my opinion, they're they're making too much money from it and there's liabilities. You know, what if they came out and said, you know what, a third or half of our traffic that we've been selling is fraud. Imagine the class action lawsuit in that scenario. It, it would be one of the biggest class action lawsuits in history, maybe the biggest. So I don't think they want to put themselves up to a risk from a, a lawsuit perspective, as well as the loss in revenue. Because again, how much money are they making off the fraud? Yeah, and taking on some of the big players in a class action uh, it would be detrimental to a lot of organizations and the, and the small and medium-sized businesses that do you know, the ads that are trying to grow their business. You know, they don't have any elbow room. You know, Unilever and Procter & Gamble, yeah, they can they can make that decision. So, okay, we're just going to cut back you know, a few hundred million dollars and it's not a big deal to that organization because of obviously the size of their organization. But it's the smaller ones that are getting impacted and you know, they, they invest and say, okay, we're going to do this ad spend to really launch this product the right way. And it, it, it falls on deaf ears. And all of a sudden, that organization has to fold up because, you know, they don't have any more money to invest in marketing or ads. And next thing you know, there's a potential product or service that you and I would benefit from that is now gone because, you know, they, they weren't able to you know, get the right ad spend out there to in front of the right people to be able to see it. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what we do. Um, we just released a new product called Ad Protector Light that we're about to release, which is going to allow websites to, you know, to get some reports on how much fraud they're getting from sources. So it, it, we can't see as much as we could if we're the network, because I'll give you one example of, of ad fraud that we we caught. In fact, uh, 77% of the fraud that we caught was using this move on the clicks level. So they, the impression, which means when the ad appears, was coming from one IP and one device. And then they're using servers and, and server farms to generate the click. So the click was changing IPs and changing devices. Human beings are not gonna load up an ad using one device and then go to run to another device and click it. Um, so now we can't catch that level because you know the only way we can see that is if we're the ones serving the ad as well as uh, providing the ad. However, we have massive blacklists of IPs. So all of those we can catch. And we can also analyze the behavior once somebody lands on a website and detect whether or not they're a human or they're a bot. Because again, the bots we've, and we've analyzed I mean, a, lot of, a lot of clicks, 
bots move in unnatural ways. You know, humans have certain patterns that they do. Uh, when you move your mouse, when you scroll on your phone or your tablet, but bots don't, at least not yet, don't behave the same way. So they're relatively easy to catch both from the blacklist perspective and the uh, mouse movement, mouse movement and finger scroll perspective. Now it's great that your team is innovating and getting ahead of this. Even you know these are the early days uh, of this, but you know the fact that you, your organization is out there to protect organizations from you know, this this horrible crime that is I don't want to say being ignored, but if it gets to be number three, it's not being addressed um, the way that it should be. So. You know, last thing before we wrap up, what are some what are some common mistakes that organizations are making in the ad side of things that could create the scenarios where they might be, you know, vulnerable to this type of crime? Yeah, great question. First of all, you need to use some form of ad fraud reporting. Um, there are there are other tools. You know, Ad Protector Light is one option, but use something. Uh, the second thing is get accurate tracking set up. And, and the platforms don't have accurate tracking. I'm talking Google AdWords, Google Analytics, Facebook. Their cookie-based systems are problematic. You're losing too much data, which you might have some really successful ads that you're stopping because you, you don't think it, it's working. The other problem on the tracking side is a lot of these companies will... Uh, give false attribution. So what I mean by that, let's say you have a Facebook uh, post and somebody sees a video for three seconds, which is what Facebook counts as a view. And then somebody a week later sees your ad on a web on Google, they click that ad and they purchase, Facebook will take credit for that sale, even though it wasn't really what generated the sale. The, the only thing that happened on Facebook is somebody was scrolling through their feed and your video popped up. So there's a lot of false attribution and there's a lot of missing attribution. And it's very, very, very hard to properly manage your ad spend when you have those problems. So I think, again, and, and we provide both of those solutions, which is, again, accurate tracking, Gold Lantern does that, and we're, we're integrating Ad Protector Lite with it, which will give you the ad fraud reports. So that's the key. You know, um, again, as someone who spent eight figures on, on advertising, uh, I would have struggled and maybe failed if I hadn't had accurate tracking in, in place. And now with the ad fraud, it allows you to cut, cut the garbage out a lot faster. You don't need to, to wait and spend you know, $200 on a website before you know that it's garbage. You're going to see right away or very, very early for maybe $10 in ad spend. Oh, this website's garbage. Let's not spend more on it. So it saves you a lot of money. It saves you a lot of time and it helps you make smart decisions. That's awesome. And I'm thankful your organization exists and is doing this great work. So Matt, loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this organization? Yeah, the website is Tribe. OS.io. So tribeos.io. We are the operating system of tribes. That's why tribeos. So tribeos.io uh, will take you to our site. You can sign up as an advertiser or as a publisher. 
um, just reach out to us and uh, we'll happily get on a call with you to see how we can help you out. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Matt, thank you again for your time today. Appreciate you and, and keep up this great work. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.